Gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome back to Bone Rollers, where underrepresented people play underrepresented games. You can call me Elliot, because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns, and I am going to be your game master as we go into season two. This season, we're going to be playing Henshin, a Super Sentai slash Tokusatsu slash Power Rangers inspired diceless RPG that I think is going to be a lot of fun. I am joined today by Nikki. Hello, that's me. Hi, I'm Nikki. I use he, they pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Anxious Meat Suit. Formerly, I played Raleigh Redcap, the little goblin scamp wizard with a possum familiar but today i'll be playing Coulter, the red ranger who is definitely very dumb but also very motivated to be the best leader in the world i do just want to point out red warrior because ranger is probably copywritten well they can i don't know fight me outside how about that as bro don't sue me bro <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, don't tempt Hayam Saban, he will. Y'all don't so. know the Hayam Saban drama, and we can't bring it up right now. It's just too long. We're on a time <laughs> limit, don't get them started. <laughs> Speaking of, Gnome is also joining us. Hey there, I'm Gnome. I use the he-they pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at GnomeKnight1990, I forgot I changed it. And I will be playing... The Pink Ranger, who is named Emery, I haven't thought of a last name, I'll have to do that in, in the moment, who is a sweetheart, an animal lover, and a uh, environmental activist, and a punk rocker. Love it. Sahoni. I'm Gar, most folks call me Sahoni, and you can too. You can find me on Twitter at Sahoni underscore stuff, that's S-A-H-O-N-I underscore stuff, where I do not only podcasting radio stuff not only for this but for parking points memo and other such things but i also work as a game designer i can plug my shops and uh, stuff later but today i am playing cyrus tanner who is our yellow warrior we both use he him pronouns and i would say that he is hardworking and an artist and connor 
Hi, my name's Connor. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me trying to sell this stolen family video sign. It's probably <laughs> on your local Craigslist. I'm playing XR, who also uses he, him pronouns. It is the Black Warrior and uh, rides dirt bikes. As we should. As we all should. <laughs> Card games on dirt bikes. <laughs> Season it's three. A- Except for me, because I can't ride a regular bike. Do not strap a motor to it. I will die. This season starts with a shot of the crystal blue sky over Enigma Cove. The camera pans down and we see several notable landmarks as the opening credits to our show play. We see the Enigma Cove Mall. We see several apartment buildings. We finally land on Enigma Cove's main high school, where our camera, with a top-down view, follows several teenagers who may or may not possess attitude as they make their way from school and off a little ways across town into the woods. We crossfade in to find the environmental club as they make their way through the woods, led by their leader and co-founder, club founder slash reviver. Gnome, would you like to tell us what Emery looks like and give us anything you want to sort of set the scene for who they are as a person? Uh, Sure thing. So Emery is 16. They've got freckles because I am incapable of curating a character without them. And they're kind of, they're a little bit stocky. They've got just an absolute mop of bright pink hair. Oh, no, sorry, black hair with bright pink highlights. One ear is just pierced from top to bottom. And they also have a small ring in their bottom lip that they probably put in like the second school let out. They're wearing a leather jacket over a a white t-shirt with the logo of a local group that they love, uh, the Angry Dandelions, spray-painted on the front. And they're also wearing just the most obnoxiously hot pink plaid pants and black boots. And they are currently putting up a flyer that says, Don't litter where I swither, with a very sad-looking snake stuck inside of a toilet paper roll. Is this a hand-drawn snake, or is this a, like a picture snake? Probably hand-drawn. All right. That will lead us over Sahoni. I believe your character is probably the one that designed these flowers, correct? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair. So Cyrus is, he is a native teen with a sturdy body and workman's hand. He keeps it his mid-length black hair and kind of a messy ponytail that keeps it out of his eyes and loves wearing painters overalls that are covered in kind of a splotch fest with a lot of emphasis in yellows and creams and whites usually one if not both of the straps off the shoulder and a selection of hoodies band shirts or skate company shirts most of which look like hand-me-downs and are in a variety of yellows themselves whatever he looked he looked like it could always be described probably best as practical durable and 
often beaded and patched, and also absolutely not giving one consideration to the appropriateness of the venue. Like, wedding or school, it's the same stuff. As proved by the spike leather collar around his neck, he kind of has like a an intense but kind look to his eyes. He has a piercing in his eyebrows that look new and multiple in his ears that look like old news. I would not be surprised if our yellow and pink rangers pierced themselves or each other. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He likes to keep his arms bare from the elbows down, so a lot of rolled up hoodies if he's wearing that. And he has a, like a look on his face that looks like he's trying to balance the school's budget and find money for the spring musical. That's just kind of what he he looks like. Right now, though, he's kind of like thumbing through the latest issue of Fangoria and leaning against the wall while these posters are being put up. Uh, probably chewing on gum. So then is. Colter or Colt, along with the rest of the club. I think Colt would probably come, because I, I think we established that uh, Emery kind of wrangles Colt into the club stuff. Even if they feel like he's supposed to be doing something else, Emery finds a way to be like... Oh yeah, Emery totally to... walked walked into the fencing team's practice, grabbed Colt by the collar, said, mine now, and taking you. So... Colt's probably the one who's holding all the extra posters and stuff, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, like, that's my design. <laughs> I, I think Colt and Emery's relationship can be summed up as the following. How did I get here? I did my part of the work. I, I did the signs and stuff. And oh, right yeah. now, yeah, right now I'm going, are you sure this is going to be the most efficient place to hang these? I figure just, you know, along the trail. Anyway, where's XR? I think I've been like saddled with carrying like a giant heavy box of these flyers, like double the length of a normal paper box or something, so that it like carries, you know, like a lot. And uh, so I'm moving like a little bit slower, but like I'm sort of like laboring over it because like as big as I am, this box is even larger. <laughs> I do want to check in. I don't think we got a description physically on Colt or XR. No. Oh, yeah. A Colt is literally just a person holding a more descriptive box. No. Oh, just Colt? a Red Warrior. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. You've seen a Red Ranger. They all, I mean, Red Warrior. They all look the same. Don't sue me, Hasbro. So, <laughs> so Colt uh, is a 16 year old Caucasian teenager, maybe a bit taller than average, kind of has like just. Like a uh, blonde hair, medium, uh, like medium length. That's kind of just very swooped to the side, like suntan skin, like some light freckles, blue eyes that have like this very fiery, intense gaze about him. Like if this was anime, you would see like the little fire icons burning in their eyes. Uh, he wears a red letterman jacket with basically the the E on the front for Enigma Cove. Uh, under that, he has like a black tank top. It has like a dumb fencing joke that says get to the point with a little like two swords crossed. He's wearing athletic shorts, white tube socks that are pulled up way too high. And you're also wondering why someone in the year of 2023 is wearing tube socks and running shoes. And he has his little uh, 
bag where he holds his saber because he never goes anywhere without his fencing saber. You never know when you're going to get into a fencing match. Exactly, especially when you have a rival like mine, but that's not, I'm sure that won't pop up. And then what about XR? Yeah, so XR is like tall, kind of lumbering, half Filipino, half white, 17 year old. He's got uh, dark hair styled with that uh, sort of 90s Keanu Reeves surfer dude hair. He's wearing a black motorcycle jacket that has like like those racing jackets with with accents and like makes it makes you look cool. Everybody knows that that's the whole reason you wear it. So it's got gold accents underneath that. He's got a white tank top on and uh, a pair of those cool like reinforced motorcycle jeans. We, we know what I'm talking about, right? Where it, it, it's got like structural reinforcement around the knees and like places where there are friction from motorcycles. But again, it's only because we know it looks cool. Like, I don't know if that stuff actually works. And it then, helps when you slide. That makes sense. Yeah. See, yeah. this is this is practical. There's there's <laughs> a reason for all of this. It It's not just because it looks cool, but also because it does look cool. <laughs> I think on top of, they're not on top of, I guess, underneath at the bottom. He's got these like muddy work boots that he, because he uses to hike, hike it in all the time. They're like, they look just awful. They're like covered in mud and you can barely see through to them. And then to top it all off, he's got a pair of uh, aviator sunglasses on with a sort of, Double nose bridge, amber tinted lenses. So it's not reflective. He doesn't have cop glasses on, but he's got those those glasses that still hide your eyes because that's how you know you're cool. Exactly. But no one sees the windows into your soul. Exactly. <laughs> then I'm vulnerable and I can never get that back. All right. So I will turn the scene over to you all for a bit if there's any conversations or anything you want to have. For establishing characters before plot things definitely don't happen to you. I think XR looks into this heavy box he's carrying. And he says, wait, I don't even think this is all flyers. Why do we have so many supplies in here? I thought we were just hanging flyers. Follow-up question. <laughs> like, I also am holding flyers. And he has like his own pile of flyers in his hand. Why is he carrying... A full-on box of, of flyers. I'm just carrying a pile. There's also like snacks in here, and this might be art supplies. At that point, I think that's when Cyrus is like, "That's because I tricked you. I needed muscle." And he's he's going to take a like an appropriate stack of flyers that doesn't feel like intrusive and counterintuitive to the woods something that would make sense at like putting up at various kind of bulletin yeah. boards that you might find at ranger stations or bathrooms or kind of like lookout points and not not is other stuff he's like the rest of it is what do you say camera traps and that one is oh that that's just a sketchbook just in case i wanted to draw there's there are not one but three packs of glitter in here i mean it's not heavy because it is glitter but 
it does feel like we should be util utilizing it's, space a little bit better in, in this box. It is biodegradable glitter. I also brought binoculars, but they're really cheap because I'm broke because of the glitter. There's um, a fire starting kit in here. I mean, you guys, you guys know we just put up these flyers and the school doesn't shut us down, right? Like all the actual stuff we do, the school would not want us to do. Okay, but I do want to ask, like, I'm just wondering why he has, like, the heavy box when, I mean, I, I'm not bragging and I'm not saying, you know, he's not strong, but I feel like, you know, and then, like, Colt just, like, flexes an arm and there's, like, just muscle bulge. It's like, I feel like, you know, I, I don't want to say anything, but I, I'm pretty sure I can hold the box. But, you know, if you need, like, leadership, and that's why I'm just holding the smaller stack to provide, I don't know, free arm leadership, but... Colt, if uh, you want to hold the box, I can carry you. That could make things easier for for you, maybe. I'll carry you while you hold the box. How about that? If that's what you want, I mean... Is that a challenge? It wasn't, but now I'm kind of curious if you can actually do it. So I guess it is. Emery looks at Cyrus like... Oy. Yeah, Cyrus is just, is just like, huh. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny to make you hold the, the heavier box and like tucks his magazine in his pocket and gets to work like putting up the stuff. <laughs> so I want to ask Cyrus, are your flyers the same as Emery's or are these different flyers? No, I think they're all kind of the same flyer. All right. And then... Like, correct me if I'm wrong, you were kind of, like, breaking off from the group to go put him up in a separate area, right? Yeah, I think I think he is just taking the a reasonable pile and is, is getting to work kind of stapling them and going down the trail. As you are making your way down the trail and looking forward after putting up one of these flyers, you notice something dart very quickly through the trees. Something that looks very large, like slightly larger than human size. I think I think how this happens is it's very much kind of like almost a horror movie, but it's very PG style, like like a, a PG obviously made for kids baby's first horror movie that they're showing in like mid afternoon. So no one has nightmares where you know he has music and in one ear and he's kind of like getting to work and kind of stapling things up and you see like someone pass in the foreground and then he looks back over his shoulder and the someone's cat passes like behind him <laughs> before he's before the third time and he spots something and he just kind of drops some of the flyers yeah, it is just a large smear of brown that moves very quickly through your vision. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> hey, Cyrus, the uh, whole point here is to stop littering. I... Didn't you guys see that? I'm, see, I'm already kind of, like, picking some stuff up. I'm... See what? It's a thing. It's big, 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 like a bear oh there are definitely bears in these woods i've seen them but it, it wasn't a a bear it was big like a bear it was distinctly uh, not bear shaped so you're telling me it Cyrus? was a second bear 
Have you been spending too much time with your cousin lately? No, I haven't. And don't tell Adam about this. Okay, but what you're saying you saw was something big rushing through the woods that was big like a bear, but wasn't a bear. You know what that sounds like? Yeah, it does, but it could be a lot of things. As Emery and Cyrus are debating back and forth on this, cold in the background, you also see this big brown blur make its way through the trees. I think it would be funny at this point if, like, the camera pans over and it's it's just, like, some sort of sign saying Enigma Cove, home of Bigfoot, or some <laughs> sort of indication. Yeah, I do like that, that, like, as we pan back to the rest of the group, and I will get Colt's reaction, like Cyrus yeah. standing right next to the sign that says Bigfoot sightings or something like that. I think this is like Colt is literally about to put like his arms around like Xavier's waist to pick him up while he's holding the box. And then he like turns the scene. He's like, was that like a gazelle or something? Oh, oh, man, I knew you were going to chicken out. Yeah, look, it's it's pretty heavy box, but I'll try and like suck it in so that way that'll make me lighter, right? That's how that works. If anything, breathe in more air, and he goes to try to lift him as he also <gasps> tries to search the air and search the around for the gazelle. I think like in the background, Cyrus is like throwing his arms up in the air and like angrily like going to just like gathering his papers more. <laughs> we really need to work on that membership drive. I mean, I love them, but you know, it's it's hard to get people kind of interested in this sort of stuff. It's not like we have it's it's not like uh, we have the promise of a European trip like the language clubs or something or I mean like going to play. And I mean like like, I, I thought getting Colt in it, because Colt's really popular, I thought, like, maybe, because let's be honest, you and me, not exactly. Yeah. But, okay, so, Colt, did you see something weird now? Pretty sure I saw a gazelle. Wow, man, you need to eat a sandwich, you're so wrong, light. Wrong, wrong My part body of the country. 30% yeah. air right now. Less likely than the bear. Yeah. Okay, two... One, okay, one's one one is a joke. Two is two is coincidence. Maybe we should go to a ranger station if there's bears around here. And Emery's trying to Emery's trying not to entertain the concept of Bigfoot. Emery, yeah. you're supposed to play dead. I think at this point, Cyrus is like, "All right, I'm I'm prepared," and like pulls out bear spray from the box. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful. Gazelles can smell fear. Emery, as Cyrus pulls the bear spray out of the box, Batman 60s style, you are the next one to see this big brown blur. And when it crosses between trees and you see it, it stops for about half a second. And you see a large hair-covered man about seven and a half feet tall and he just turns and runs through the woods. Like, Emery actually screams and probably grabs onto XR. 
<laughs> I just saw it too. That 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 was that was fucking Bigfoot, guys. I I love the idea of it having done like the full on stop like in the Patterson Gimlin film, which is like the big famous Bigfoot footage one. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty much. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. much what I was calling back to. Yeah, uh, your your cousin is never going to let us hear the end of this. There's so many other things that could be outside of a Bigfoot, like, I don't know, some weird paramilitary nut hanging out in the woods. I mean, valid. My dad's got a lot of friends out in these woods. Oh god! Now I feel <laughs> now I feel unsafe. Should I carry all of you to safety? If if the major's got buddies out here, I feel unsafe being here. Okay, so we have two options. Run 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 like small children or fall away and get rich. Well, uh... also, if we discovered Bigfoot before Adam, <laughs> I think I think that's the thing that makes Cyrus like tip over the edge here of because you can see in his head going like do, do I do the responsible thing or do I do the cool thing but like the idea that he can get one up over his cousin ooh that's the that's the thing that's that's what gets him and he goes oh Hulk I think finally sets down Xavier's like well what if also Bigfoot wants to join the club I feel like that's a pretty solid recruitment choice there Xavier's gonna set down Emery and say, uh, yeah, I mean, we can't pass up a, a major get like Bigfoot. Bless your hearts. I feel like we're presuming too much of Bigfoot. But we got cameras, I say, pulling out kind of like the trail cam stuff that I already have. We have bear spray and we have audio recording. I say just motioning to my cell phone. <laughs> I say we go. I second. I'll take the lead. This tech aspect isn't drawing me in so much. What if what if we got some dirt bikes? Emery's eyes narrow. You got enough dirt bikes for the rest of us? <laughs> no, but you could like take turns riding because I can fit two people on there, but Yeah, I remember the last time you took me on a dirt bike. It was one wipeout, one time. It, you know, it ba it barely even counts actually because there were no broken bone, and by broken I do mean sticking out. I broke my arm. It only counts as broken if it breaks the skin. Exactly. <laughs> also, I don't trust a bike without pedals, so pass. Now that's fair. I can actually get behind that. Looks at Cyrus. That's the most popular kid at our school, and yeah. at the risk of killing this bit. Colt, would you like to lead the group towards plot? Yes. Colt steps through the front, like marching, I guess, past Emery and Cyrus, and starts to go in the direction that he last saw this brown blur that is possibly a gazelle, Bigfoot, a bear, or something else. We're not sure yet. All right. So Colt is leading the group off through the woods, and we get, like, that good little transition scene of the four of you walking along before Colt you spot again this brown creature it's definitely humanoid in shape 
but far too big to be a human, not wearing any clothes and like, you know, people can be hairy, but this is way hairier than a human. And you see it go, actually you see it as it is walking inside of a small log cabin. It has, like, put their hand on the front door and is, like, about to open it up. In the background of whatever cult does, XR is going to slowly pass a $10 bill over to Emery. You were right. I, I thought it was two bears. That's on me. Oh, you, can, you can have it. Okay, so Bigfoot's into Cottagecore. I guess so. I mean, I guess it certainly explains things. That's a weird. That's a weird looking gazelle. What do you all want to do? I mean, I feel. I kind of feel bad. I I think I've seen this one before. We're supposed to go inside and eat his oatmeal. First, it's too hot. Then it's too cold. Then it's just right. I don't think that's how any of that works. I think Coulter just pulls the the saber out of his bag, and it's like. All right, I'm going in, and he's going to run forward as the, the creature enters the cottage. He's going to try to basically, like, enter the door right before it shuts. Is he making any noise, and also, is he, like, his sabers, like, they don't give him, like, actual pointy sabers in high school fencing, do they? <laughs> no, they do not. I mean, you could probably poke someone's eye out, but that's... Probably oh, the worst of like it. A, they hurt like a son of a bitch, but they're like, they're not sharp. Yeah, they're very, very heavy. Okay, so first off, I do want to check. Uh, as Red, one of your light turns is head into danger without your squad. Is that what you're trying to do here? Yes, it is. All right, go ahead and take a token for that as you make your way inside of Bigfoot's cabin. Yes. I... I'm just going, whoa, 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 wait, with like bear spray, like scrambling for bear spray as you go in, just kind of waiting behind. I think XR is like armed with like a bag of chips that was in the supply uh, box, but it's like the big family sized white cheddar popcorn thing. So it's, it's pretty big. Is Emery the kind of kid to, to have a, to have a knife? That is the question right now. I think you probably have like the maybe it's like the, the like the spoon fork and knife like utility thing. Oh, a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Actually, you know what? You know what's funnier? Emery reaches into the box like there's got to be something in here and pulls out and pulls out a sandwich. Question: regular sandwich or comically sized like sub sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> comically sized sub sandwich. We're embracing we, the Mary Poppins. We uh, know just, the answer. I, I'm just like, I'm just like looking at it like, okay, that's good. Sandwich if they're nice, sword if they're bad. I've got the popcorn. I don't even know what that's bringing to the table. As Colt manages to get inside, I think just for the sake of giving you a token before the rest of the team, the large hairy creature turns to look at you and his immediate reaction is shock. Is there anything you want to say before he gets a chance to react? Hi. 
and with his sword pointed outward. Because I don't think I think he expected a, like immediate resistance and the fact that the the creature that is probably Bigfoot, but also possibly still look as old to Colt. The fact there was no immediate like angry response confuses him. And he doesn't know what to do yet. He also never attacks something unaware because that's not how fencing works. You can see me. You're very big and yeah. Can you see me? And he like instantly starts looking around like quick head left to right motions and says, if you can see me, where are the rest of you? There's me. There's Deborah, and he like brandishes his his saber. <laughs> and there's a lot of nature, so I don't know what you mean by that. He counts as you list those three people, those three nouns, I guess, and says, "That's not enough." Oh God. I mean, nature kind of represents, like, a multitude of, like, living, if not always, sentient, like, creatures. So, I'd, I mean, I don't really know how you would, like, divvy up if that's not enough. There's, there's technically, like, a lot of nature. But also, what do you mean by that? Question, who of the rest of the group opens the door next? I think it'd be hilarious if all three of us just fall on top of each other coming through the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just fall on top of cold. <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. And we're all just lying there in front of Bigfoot. Yeah. As the four of you, like, three stooges your way into this cabin, he counts, like, from the bottom up and just goes, one, two, three. That's still only four. There are supposed to be five warriors. There's always been five warriors. People have always told me I'm as strong as two people. I've also been told that I'm pretty strong, so I'm going to assume that counts as possibly as more than one person. We're six people right here. I've always considered myself more of a lover than a fighter. So that brings us to five. Hi, I'm Emery. And an Emery. Hey! (laughs) Well, up, up on your feet, that's... The floor is no place for cryptid warriors to be. You should... Stand tall, stand proud. Pardon? And Emery gets up. It's like, Emery's already very short. Standing next to Bigfoot is not doing anything for Emery's self-esteem. If you can see me, if you can come inside this cabin, that means you're you're fated to receive the gifts, but there should be five of you. There's only four. And Low club turnout day. Yeah, people don't want to go into a club that's, that has a trailer outside the cafeteria. Both combat rolls up. It's like, I think we'll be enough. Uh, sorry about breaking into your house. Yeah. My bad. Want, want a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> he reaches out and takes the sandwich from you and then looks at the door and looks to you all and says, if the four of you were able to come in here past the wards, then that means it's fated to be, but that is both good news and yet bad. That means that he is on his way. 
Whoops. And without explaining anything, he turns to walk off into another room. Um, maybe I'll see a Master Yoda vibe. Yeah, this Bigfoot definitely looks like he's going to teach us something, right? I guess I shouldn't be surprised that Bigfoot's being enigmatic, but here we are. Do you think he's offended by our school mascot? I am offended by your school mascot. <laughs> As you all are talking about your school's offensive mascot, Bigfoot returns from the other room with what looks like essentially like a it's a wooden box about the size of like a baseball bat case or like a case that you would put a rifle in if you were a person that was predisposed to that. Hey, rectangles. It, yes. <laughs> these are, well, first, we should introduce ourselves. You said you are Emery. Hi, Emery Levi. And you? And he looks to whoever's standing next to Emery. Uh, Cyrus. Cyrus Tanner. Mr. Bigfoot. Do, do I want to say the line? No, I don't think he... I was tempted to say, oh, Mr. Bigfoot was my father. <laughs> Just <laughs> call me Big. <laughs> call me Mr. Foot. <laughs> he, no. he looks at you and says, so you know of the legends. I may have heard a couple. Good, that will cut a lot of time out of this. And you, and he turns to Cole. Colter James Ward, and he puts his hand out for a handshake. Bigfoot's hand completely dwarfs yours, like a child shaking an adult's hand. And he will squeeze that hand as firmly as possible in the most anime-like handshake that you can. It's such a Red Ranger name. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns and looks to XR. XR tries to stand up his full height, coming to bear with Bigfoot to, like, look at him eye to eye. And it's still obviously several feet short of that, but he says, My friends call me XR. You one of my friends, Mr. Bigfoot? No need for formalities. You can simply call me Bigfoot. You got it, Bigfoot. I am proud to meet the four of you, though. Where the fifth one is, that's not a matter of importance right now. If the four of you are here, that means that Lord Salazar is on his way and this planet is in danger. Well, we already knew the planet was in danger, right? Come on. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, climate change has been pretty rough. Let's not even talk about the economy right now. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started on the economy. I've got many thoughts. I have a lot of anxieties. That's not important right now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything looks going to be okay. I, I, Is Lord no. Salazar somebody we should know? If you do not know of him, there's training that needs to be done. Maybe you aren't the warriors after all. And he opens up the cherry wood box in his hand. And the four of you see five 
objects inside. They look very similar to essentially like a smartwatch. They, of course, have bands color-coded. There is one with a red wrist strap, one with a yellow wrist strap, one with pink, one with black, and one with purple. And as he opens them up, the devices start to glow, and the four of you can feel them call out to you with your appropriate colors. I'm not going to go over which one goes to which, because you know what colors you picked. Oh my god, vinyl bracelets, these are so hard to import. Is this like some really just advanced cosplay I'm not familiar with? Or are these actual, possibly magical glowing bracelets from what, I guess, I my bad. I thought you were a gazelle at first, but you're definitely not a gazelle. These are freaking sick. I'm not a gazelle, I'm... One of the original warriors from the planet Kryptor. Our planet thousands of years ago was destroyed by Lord Salazar and evil emperor bent on destroying the universe in order to further his monetary gains. He goes from planet to planet destroying them to mine them for natural resources that he can sell on his home planet for exorbitant fees and if he's if you're here then that means earth is next planet kryptar is the most power rangers ass planet name i think i've ever heard it in my really life really is <laughs> thank I, you i was very proud of that <laughs> i had to hold back like an immediate response when you said that I was like, that is amazing. definitely are aliens that come from the planet Kryptar. Just, of course Bigfoot's an alien. It, all cryptids are I, aliens. I'm, it's... I, we cannot tell my cousin about this. He will oh never God. shut up. Okay, so these things aren't going to be like, aren't radioactive or anything, are they? When Lord Salazar came to our planet, we weren't able to stop him, but Myself and several other warriors were able to hold him off long enough to get to allow some of us to escape. We found our way here to Earth, set up wards and magics in this forest, and some of my friends, they trapped their souls inside of these bracelets to activate when the time was right to defend this planet from Lord Salazar. And it seems like they're calling out to you. And notably, the purple bracelet is not lighting up. I mean, I would say it sounds crazy, but I'm talking to Bigfoot, so dibs on pink. If I wasn't feeling this in a major vibe, what sort of way, I would probably have more questions than I do. My first thought when I saw that black one was like, oh, shoot, I love this song. Then I realized no music was playing. So, yeah, I think I love this song. I noticed you didn't actually answer the question about radioactivity, but I love radio. (laughs) I think you said they're not radioactive. Okay. (laughs) Emery is already putting the pink one on. Yeah. I'll I'll wear one if you guys will. Heck yeah. As you put the pink one on, he says, the 
pink cryptid warrior was my friend the jackalope. Strong of heart and personality. A valuable asset to our team. Like looks at the, the little screen. The screen does not react just yet. Who is putting their bracelet on next? XR is like gonna slap on the uh, black bracelet. The black cryptid warrior was my dear friend the Kraken. Calm and cool, but always a helpful friend to have on our side. XR is gonna like look at it with kind of reverence, but then like also flex his fist and like tense up all of his muscles at the same time. It looks pretty rad. Who would like to go next? I think it's only appropriate that I go next, I think. The yellow cryptid warrior was less quick to trust as the rest of us, though fiercely loyal, and I would rather have nobody by my side in a fight. The dogman shall guide you well. Thanks, I guess. I'm I'm kind of like turning the bracelet over as I kind of fasten it. And then I assume Colt puts his on as well? I think Colt like scratches his chin for a bit before finally reaching into the box. And then I think he puts the bracelet on upside down at first and then takes it off and puts it on right again. Actually, if you don't mind, I think when he puts it on upside down, the watch face like rotates around so that it's on the right way. Uh, I like that, actually. Ooh, it's cult proof. <laughs> Gyroscopic. The red cryptid warrior was. You could define him as our leader, though. We were all equals. A bit rash to action, though he always did what was right for the team in the end. The Mothman, I would fight beside any day. I got a moth? You got a moth. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Emery says, wait a minute, we've got, we've got the Mothman, a, cra a, a Kraken, a damn werewolf, and I'm a rabbit with horns. Bigfoot puts his hand on Emery's shoulder, which, again, comical size difference here, and looks into their eyes and says, The jackalope was small but mighty, both in physicality and in spirit. And without them by our side, the planet would have fallen far quicker than it did. Do not underestimate the jackalope. I guess small but mighty fits me. And as Emery is coming to this realization, there is a loud, like, whistling, whooshing noise that comes through the air. Bigfoot runs over to the window of this cabin and looks up into the sky and says, Oh, things are worse than I expected. Go quickly now. Into the woods, there's Lord Salazar sends his monsters. The four uh, of you have to learn to fight. Quickly. The spirits uh, of the cryptid warriors will guide you when the time is right. Uh, um, looks over to Colt. Okay, fearless leader, uh, go ahead and lead us. 
Well, I would like to clarify that at first I already know how to fight. Just not as a... And then he looks at his bracelet again as a moth man. But I will accept my destiny fearlessly. Let's go! And he goes to like darts out of the cabin towards I assume where the trouble is brewing. Alright, everybody following after Colt? Yep. But but right on the heels. Yeah, XR is absolutely going. Alright. Colt, as you run out of Bigfoot's cabin and into the woods, you can see a fairly like small for what you would expect from an aircraft, but large in the sense that I mean, it is still an aircraft flying through the air. It is vaguely egg-shaped, smooth and white, and it sort of like rotates horizontally as it whooshes through the air and then crash lands into the woods very quickly. Like, not like somewhere between feet and... It's a fair distance away from you, but it's definitely within, like, a short run. Well, Colt's gonna keep up pace. He's not afraid of giant flying eggs. He eats eggs for breakfast. Literally. Brave stands to take there, Colt. Yeah, as you lead the charge into the woods, we cut over to this ship that has crash-landed. It starts to separate around the midpoint. The top comes up and slides back, and out of the ship floods about a dozen. I mean, for those watching at home, would recognize them as men in essentially silver bodysuits wearing like hard hats, they have construction signs. Like, the little, like, handheld construction signs. One of them has caution tape and is, like, twirling it around above his head. They start, like, spreading out from this ship. And behind them comes what I can only describe as a very, very large chipmunk. Probably about seven or eight feet tall and proportionally wide. And as he steps out, he gives orders to the workers and says, Yes, quick, go chop down these trees. This wood will make a great tribute for our Lord Salazar. Fum, fo, fi, fee, the chipperman comes to cut down your trees. Oh, my God. I don't think they have the right permits. <laughs> That's... Too good not to laugh at. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, your egg is illegally parked. No, not those ones. (laughs) (laughs) The chipper monk turns dramatically to look at you. Oh my god. Oh my god, dramatic. Dramatic chipmunk. <laughs> How dare you Chip hit us with this 2004 meme? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the chipper monk turns dramatically to look at you and points and says, What are you 
doing invading on Lord Salazar's land? Get him! And the construction worker men start charging at you. There's one whipping caution tape around above his head, and one that is coming at you with, I mean, in fiction, it's a chainsaw. I don't think it, like, looks like a chainsaw. It probably looks like something they can get away with putting on a Saturday morning TV show. Like a yeah. bunch of triangle. What part of any of this has been Saturday morning TV show? No, yeah, it, it's probably, it probably is like a sword that's made to look a lot like a chainsaw. Yeah. Giant yeah. sharp teeth that like, yeah. yeah, and it hisses or it like makes an engine sound, but it doesn't <laughs> ever actually move. Uh, what's, yeah. what's the generic noise that the enemies make? Because they always have one. They make different noises, but it essentially just sounds like a construction site. Yeah, I... Like one makes the backing up noise. One makes a noise that just sounds like a drill and like various power equipment. He's telling me the chipper monk has like a wood chipper like on his chest or something. We'll we'll have to see what the oh, chipper God. monk has in store. Oh my goodness. So mm-hmm. yeah, Cyrus, there are these two workers closing in on your position. What are you doing? Uh, I am going to kind of stumble back at first and then take like a fighting stance. And I think like when one takes a swing, I want to duck under it and like push them with a with a foot towards each other. Love that. Yeah, as yeah. you do, like the one swings the tape at like your head area, you yeah. duck underneath, do the contractually obligated foot push and they collide like heads bonking into each other the two of them fall to the ground there are also workers surrounding the rest of you with various uh, construction themed fighting implements who wants to give me some cool like action scenes here or are there any light turns you all want to trigger yeah i'm gonna turn it over to you all for a couple beats XR is going to charge head first and literally headbutt one in the head with his head. All right. Is there a particular token? Like, I I think I'm just doing the regular turn of display a reckless fighting technique. XR is reckless AF. That definitely tracks. Um, For Emery, I think Emery's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, we can talk like, like, Y'all, y'all are dealing with some very hazardous working conditions. Have you thought about unionizing? I, right. I'm trying. I'm trying to show a soft spot for the wrong person at the wrong time. <laughs> that definitely works. I think, like as Emery, uh, go ahead and take your token. By the way, uh, I think as Emery is saying that, they feel the construction tape from the one they got knocked down to the ground wrap around their foot, and it's not it like pulls them to the ground. And they land on their back hard, essentially establishing these guys aren't going to talk this out. They're trying to deal with you. What about Colt? What you doing here? I think Colt is going to dart forward and is going to like essentially with the the fencing saber attempt to break the tape and then like shoulder check the one that basically has Emery bound up. And this is my way of taking the regular move. Take action, leaving yourself vulnerable. 
Yeah, you definitely shoulder check him down to the ground. But as you do, two more of them grab you by the elbows and start walking you over towards Chipper Monk, who opens his mouth and we see inside of his mouth, rather than teeth, are two large saw blades. Oh, that was terrifying. That is definitely not a gazelle. This is, this is, I, I made a Lily's Wonderland reference earlier. This is Lily's Wonderland shit. Look, if there's one thing I know about Power Rangers, you take something like Chippermunk and give him saw blades. Yeah. Anybody want to defend their buddy Colt here? I have an idea if it's okay with everybody. Go, go for it. So, Emery's been like very reluctant to fight. Emery is. Emery fights with words. It's kind of Emery's whole thing. Emery does not like violence as a solution. Well, violence against individuals, violence against corrupt systems, that's fine. But like, Emery like sees this and is like, oh shit. And is the caution tape still on the ground? If you want it to be. Uh, I think Emery grabs that and, and it's going to say, hey, chew on this. And throw the caution tape into Chippermunk's mouth, and I'm trying to use the regular turn display innovative fighting technique. That definitely makes sense. I think like the tape we see it like clog into the saw blades in Chippermunk's mouth. Smoke starts coming out, and they're reaching into their own mouth, pulling it out. This isn't going to last long, but it's definitely got them sort of on the back foot for now. I want to check in over to Cyrus and see what yeah. you're doing here. So so for that first turn, that was kind of me dipping a little bit into a regular turn. But I think I think here Cyrus is going to feel is going to take a light turn very specifically. I think Cyrus is going to doubt yourself when taking definitive action i guess or fail to react and ignore the important it's one of these two but i like the idea that cyrus is seeing both emory in danger and this this guy this kind of popular kid that might be a friend in the future that's also kind of in danger everyone around and one around him is endangered he's kind of like stuck looking between everyone going oh who do i help am i helping anyone and and kind of frozen in analysis paralysis i think that definitely counts as not acting in the face of danger or however that was phrased uh f let's see doubt yourself when taking definitive action or yeah fail to react and ignore the importance. So I think the important thing is take action at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think I want to shift the spotlight over to Agsar to see, is there anything you want to do here? As Cold is about to be fed into the chipper as soon as they remove the tape from their mill. And... Cyrus is sort of frozen in choice paralysis. Ooh, I'm going to absolutely try to take the brunt of someone else's burden. I'm going to try and 
push my way into his spot through him, essentially. I think that definitely works. Like, you pushed Colt down to the ground. The workers grab hold of you in exchange. Like, I think we get a scene, like, it's not a one-for-one trade. I think, like, you push Colt down to the ground, they swing at you, you duck, they swing the other way, you duck, and then the other one just, like, grabs your arms from behind. And Colt, as you are watching your classmate take this risk for you, I'm feel free to hit your all's transformation and activation phrases that come to you as if by magic, like something's just speaking into your brain. So I, I guess this is how I see it in my head. So I think the the bracelet on Colt's arm, like the the Tamagotchi esque device, like built into it, starts to like pulsate red. You see like the little pixelated version of Mothman, like they're kind of like bending their knees and the wings kind of flapping a little. And Colt goes just instinctively to like just like tap it, and it like sinks in, and he just screams. Mothman, fly! And suddenly he's enveloped in like a bright red light. And I think we get the thing where his body's kind of like mostly just like shadow. And you see like the, the costume build around him, like the helmet like formulates around his head. We see like the, the suit like ravel around his body with like the red spandex. And we see like the from another shot from behind, like the cape wet just sort of expand outward and burst with like a bit of sparks. And, of course, the camera has to rotate a bit as a part of the effect. And as, like, the darkness disperses, we see Colt wearing his full Sentai outfit, the red helmet with the little antenna, moth antenna on the top, the emblem of Mothman centered on his chest, like, cape flowing back a bit, and his fencing saber now transformed into the sword of Mothman. As he takes like a dynamic like fencing posture, he points his saber directly at the chipper monk. XR is squaring off against like way too many foes all at the same time, and he holds the bracelet kind of in front of himself like a shield. And uh, XR shouts, "Kraken, uncoil!" And what happens is he becomes cloaked in this of black ink that swirls around him and kind of encapsulates over him, covering him with the suit as it sort of spreads out along his body like ink. And as it reaches out around his face and head, I think the Kraken's tentacles like rise up above the ink and sort of mold into that shiny armored helmet. And the Kraken's tentacles form around a visor that appears over his face in the shape of a question. Cyrus sees all this happening and then like there's a, a bolt of recognition and he unfreezes. And he kind of digs his feet in, dirt kind of kicks up a little bit, snaps his hand and then like presses the button before shouting, Dogman, Rin! And just like there's 
big claw marks that kind of appear, and it's like yellow energy of claw marks kind of wrapping around things to kind of form the suit. And the suit for this, his suit is kind of a very yellow stamped in front with kind of a white pixelite bit laid with werewolf-like critter on the front and with a black outline against white belt and black bands coming up in the middle in order to keep him being too much spandex. He has matching white gloves and boots with broad black band near the rims, complete with sharp claws. His helmet has a black visor kind of in the shape of a fanged mouth mid-light, and the shape of the helmet kind of gives the vague impression of, like, pointed ears in the curve. A wolf head kind of made of gold and black, and a silver plate over the space where his own mouth would be. Um, so seeing everybody else transforming, Emery presses a finger to the cryptid band and says, Jackalope, jump! And I think the way this looks, kind of keeping the consistency, is you see, like, a an energy jackalope jump around, like, kind of bound in a circle around Emery before colliding with them, and the, and the pink energy covers their body and fades away to show the same general design, you know, black, black belt, white gloves, pixelated symbol on the front. The helmet is kind of interesting because it's probably a more, like, generic design visor than the other two, or the others. On on the top, you have the little jackalope design, you kind of see the eyes, and then you have, I think I want the antlers to be kind of a gold color coming off the helmet, the pixelated jackalope on the chest is gold too, and Emery looks at himself and says, okay, this is awesome. Emery uh, jumps up, like impossibly tall, and just bounces off the heads of the mooks to get back to the rest of the friend, to their friends, and just knocks into the ground. Cyrus is going to kind of do a flip over one guy and roll under underneath another before uh, kind of ending up in position. XR is going to throw a guy off of him. Like, one of them goes, like, running at him, and XR just throws one Expendabot into a group of the other Expendabots, and, like rushes forward to come to like a sliding stop next to whoever it was that's standing I guess in the middle now. I think Cold transitions away from like the fighting fencing stance as like a blade lurch like flips the blade and then like straightens it where like the blade's like pointing upward like centered basically at the like dead center of the visor and you see like the little like circular burst of like dirt sort of spreading outward in a circle as if like somehow the flourish had enough power to just move enough air to look cool because you know that just has to happen. The Founding Hope, Mystery of the Jackalope, Cryptid Warrior Pink. With howling passion, Mystery of the Dogman, Cryptid Warrior Yellow. With infinite temperance, Mystery of the Kraken, Cryptid Warrior Black. With soaring gallantry, Mystery of the Mothman, Cryptid Warrior Red. There is a big multicolor explosion behind the four of you. Of course, in red, yellow, black, and pink. As Chippermunk looks at you and says, Cryptid Warriors? No, you're supposed to be dead. 
and we will get to the second part of our premiere in two weeks. Bone Rollers is an Elliot Andrews production and was edited by me, Elliot. The rights to all characters, locations, and ideas presented in this episode belong to the person who created it. If you want to support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash Andrews or by telling a friend about us. To stay up to date on this and other shows, follow us on Twitter at Elliot Presents on TikTok at Elliot Andrews Productions, or join our Discord linked in the show notes.